and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 10 of our Road to 2021 mini-series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, as always, just want to remind you that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians. And if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, please feel free to head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com, which you can also find in the show notes below. So Jack, episode 10, woohoo, one-tenth of a way to 100. Well, we'll probably be doing this for a few years. We probably will get to 100, but I don't know if it won't be called Road to 2021 (laughs) for all those 100 episodes. No, it won't be. (laughs) But you know, get cracking, Jack. How's the past week been for you? Yeah, it's been a really good week, actually. So things have just been ticking along. Had a really productive week of training, and this was week seven of my block, which is... I've been doing six weeks usually. I was just feeling good this block, so I decided to do seven. I think definitely lowering the volume had something to do with that. And um, maybe it's it's something that I might continue doing if um, if it means, because ultimately one week of extra training is gonna be more volume than if I did three sets as opposed to do two during the block. Mm-hmm. So that's something to think about as well if you wanna base it off volume in general. And the, my progress of my lifts has been really good as a result of doing that as well. So what I just to recap, what I did was bring down my, all of my compound lifts to two sets instead of three. And I did that for probably two to three weeks. And then I ended up uh, bringing my upper body days back to three sets for everything, um, four sets for a few things. But leg day, I've kept squats and RDLs at two sets because those accumulate the most fatigue and pretty much everything else is at three plus sets. And yeah, it worked really well. And so far my thought process is to probably continue doing that until maybe I mini cut. Mm -hmm. And then if I lose any strength in my mini cut, I might increase that volume again. Mm -hmm. So define by what do you mean by it worked well, you know? So the reason why I increased, sorry, decreased the volume was I was feeling pretty wrecked and that was only in like week two or week one of my block. My back wasn't feeling too good. It wasn't, I hadn't, hadn't strained anything, but it was feeling pretty achy all the time. And I just wasn't really enjoying training that much. So I just, and I mainly thought that was because one like CNS was probably not recovered from the previous block and uh yeah so so, home training as well right yeah home training for sure so i made those changes and feeling a lot better now and yeah ultimately i haven't lost out on much volume at all if the only lifts i'm doing two sets now for are squats and rdls Mm -hmm. and those lifts of all the they're both the strongest i've ever been in those lifts as well so yeah yeah so you're feeling better you're not as fatigued Your strength has gone up and you still have just as much, if not more muscle mass, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Woohoo, win, win, win. Yeah, so um, last thing is, I guess I I hit a pretty good PB on RDLs and I've been looking to hit this for ever since coming back from home training because I was restricted with the weight then, had to do, use smaller plates, all that stuff, wooden flooring. And 
I knew I hit could hit 170 for like eight to 10 reps. I knew I hit that, had that in me. So I took the first couple of weeks back in the gym just to get used to it again. I went from like 160, 165. And then yesterday I actually hit 170 for 10, which is quite a big PB, uh, especially considering how comfortable it felt. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty damn happy with that. Yeah. And uh, anyone who wants to see that, you know, go onto Jack's Instagram page for a video. And What I'm really impressed by is that you did 170 for RDLs, right? Mm -hmm. But you did it with immaculate form, you know, like you see people doing RDLs, right? And they might do 200 kilograms, 210 kilograms, but ah, God, they're just not getting a full range of motion. You know, you can tell that they're using a hell a lot of their back, you know, they're, they're not like, obviously hamstrings have to be recruited if you're using 200 kilograms, but you just can tell that like for a like stimulus to to actually stimulate hypertrophy if they actually went a bit lighter you know and went through a greater range of motion so that's why i'm just so damn impressed by your rdl because shiz man 170 kilograms is a hell a lot of weight to hinge at the hips with especially Mm -hmm. for that depth and to really recruit your hamstrings and not put a ton of pressure on your lower back so mm, i'm just impressed you know i'm i'm a lot more impressed by people who can lift slightly less weight but with immaculate form and uh grow because of it thank you my pleasure <laughs> your rdl is pretty good as well at the moment well thank you very much <laughs> i did hit a pb this week as well i think you know just coming just like you coming back from home training you know not using those tiny little plates right and uh I was able to get, I was able to do 85 kilograms this week for sets of 10, which is a massive PB for me. You know, like the previous week I did 80 kilograms and that was a massive PB. And I did that for sets of 12, felt pretty easy. And I'm like, I'm just going to give 85 kilograms a crack. So maybe in a few years, I might actually be up to a hundred kilograms. That would be pretty Mm. cool. (laughs) Probably sooner than a few years. Yeah. But, uh, no, my hamstrings have developed. You did a five kilo jump in across a week. So you've only got 15. Well, maybe I should try to get a hundred kilograms before prep starts in October. You know, maybe that's achievable, but damn, like I have to thank you for encouraging me to get on the RDL train these past few years because my hamstrings and adductors would not look nearly as good if it wasn't for you um, and RDLs. So yeah, but what about training? So you've covered training. What about nutrition and body composition? So nutrition hasn't changed that much. Like it stayed pretty much the same, same, same macros as usual. At the moment, I'm being quite, well, I'm not actually being that conservative. I feel like I am, but I'm not. So I'm still gaining at about like a kilo a month, Mm -hmm. which is yeah, within the guidelines that I follow. Mm-hmm. And so I've got about just over one month left to gain until I do a mini cut. So I'll be mini cutting at the f- uh, 1st of August and that'll go for probably six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Probably try and lose, maybe get down to 89, 88 kilos. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I've in the last few years, I've only mini cutted once and that was only three weeks. So <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to do it again and to compare body comp to where it was previously because things have changed a lot since then, mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah, shoulders and upper body. So where is your body weight right now and how much do you plan to gain You know, before you start that mini cut to get down to 89? So body weight now is I weighed 93.4 this morning. Mm-hmm. Probably actually maybe get up to just above 94, but I've, I've had 94 in my head and like skin folds are getting, although they're 
good results, they're still getting higher and higher every mm-hmm. time, of course. Yeah. I can't gain a kilo of muscle in a month. And <laughs> so I don't want to, I don't want to push it too high. So, and I'm kind of, I guess we're both waiting in terms of when the dates for season eight are next year, because that'll be able to um, dictate how long we maintain for, or how long I maintain for, or even when I mini cut or when that ends. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm really excited for those dates to be set in stone for IFBB, ICN, uh, AWNBS, so that we can really plan our prep down to the week and really get a solid plan in place. Because right now, you know, we're estimating that it's going to be similar show times around what it would have been season A this year, which shows that we should start prep somewhere around October mid-October ish but you know you mentioned skin folds we took skin folds this week had to touch on your Mm. results from those yeah so I gained about 1.2 kilos in between when we did it so that was in about a month and skin folds went up by I think 1.4 mils dude that's almost a whole kilogram of muscle then 1.4 mils across seven sites that's like that's literally minuscule i don't know i don't know how to say like okay one meal equals that much fat like you can't say yeah i know i know but what i'm like damn for 1.2 kilograms gained and to go up 1.4 mils across seven sites jack that is freaking impressive like pat uh, i'm patting you right now (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's really really good thank you yeah I'm, i'm very happy with it so i think my sum of seven is 64 Mm -hmm. and probably want to get into like the 20s for prep. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, damn, 64 at almost 94 kilograms. Those are good results, man. You got some, you got a decent amount of lean mass on you. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you touched on, you know, nutrition's the same, but even I forget, you know, so where are your macros hanging around right now? So interestingly, they aren't the highest they've ever been, despite being the heaviest I am. And despite doing quite a bit of steps, well, more than it would usually be. So probably averaging around 10,000 a day. And the reason why I think that is, is because previously when they've skyrocketed up, it would be after periods of injury or after periods of maintenance because I'm injured. So I can, I guess I can only say that they've gone up to like 800 plus is because I'm just regaining lost muscle mass, especially in like the lower body. Mm-hmm. So that that might be why, but I'm not that concerned. So carbs are ranging between anywhere from 600 to 725. Mm-hmm. And so like 600 on a rest day and then 725 on a leg day and then fat 80 grams, protein 275. So mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. So yeah, it sounds like you have had a good week. And then, so yeah, today it's Saturday that we're recording this. This will be your last session of this mesocycle. And then what's your plan for deloading next week? So deloading, I'll probably just do three sessions full body and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like training when I'm deloading because it's so boring and I'm not motivated to do it. So, and like, you got to remember in a deload, it's purely to recover. Mm-hmm. So some people even take a week off mm-hmm. like the reason why if I could take a week off and then come back just as proficient then I would but I find that if I even take a week off from doing the usual movement patterns that I come back and like even squatting and RDLing isn't quite the same mm-hmm. 
man, I, I love the gym way too much to take a full week off. Not going to lie, mm. <laughs> but you know, so three sessions, are you just planning on just kind of, you're not going to track these necessarily in the spreadsheets, but what just like full body. Yeah. So I'll just ensure to do the movement, pa- like the more technical movement patterns, just do a deload weight for them. So like take 20% off what I would mm-hmm. usually do, keep the volume, like probably still at three sets. Mm-hmm. So and that just works well for me because like yeah as i said the goal of a deload is just to reduce fatigue you, like some people do like to follow really specific like reduce the sorry keep intensity the same but reduce volume like that is just not going to work for me because i don't want to go in there and because that doesn't negate the cns factor for me where you really have to psych yourself up to really hit that number mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna be recovered by doing yeah. that because that's kind of what I've been doing. I did decrease yeah, you're my doing, volume. Yeah, you're doing like two sets. So what do you do? Like one set at 170 kilogram RDLs, or yeah. who knows, right? But yeah, you know we're training World's Gym Mount Gravatt now, and there's still there's a lot of equipment there that we still haven't tried. Do you think that you'll you know just have like a kind of a more of a freestyle week, have some more fun? You know, do you think you'll try any new? pieces that you haven't tried before that you potentially put into your new mesocycle and are you planning to change your next mesocycle at all from what you're doing now no i kind of played around a little bit when i was transitioning from my push pull to three upper Mm -hmm. so i think i'm pretty firm on what i like and i pretty much tried every machine there so yeah i'll go straight back to what i'm doing now which is three upper two lower and I did that for the yeah first week last week and it worked really well. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the next block of that. Cool. So yeah, basically just taking a break and then getting right back into it and just mm-hmm. keep trying to progress. Awesome. Sounds good. But dude, so which day are you going to take your rest days? I think that which days are you actually going to train? In my deload, probably Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Oh God. So you're not going to be there on Friday. Damn, because Friday's the when day. When you bench. Friday's the day that I bench. And that's I need you there for a spot because... Well, if anyone's listening who trains at World Gym Macrovat, if you can be there on Friday at around 1 p.m., that would be very useful to spot Tierra. Yes, please. But you can't touch the bar. You can't sweat on her. You can't <laughs> shuffle around at all. You can't speak either. And you can't listen to music. <laughs> so... <laughs> You well, yeah. You have to be a good spotter, dude. That's just why I'm worried because I can trust you to spot me. But even though I do all of those things, no, but oh god, no. But I mean, at least the main thing is is that you don't touch the bar unless you're un you're helping me unrack it, right? Mm -hmm. But like, I I swear to God, anyone out there who gives someone a spot, like after you help someone unrack a bar, if you do help them unrack the bar your last job as a spotter is to touch that bar again. Like, I swear to God, it it boils my blood. Like, because when you haven't been there in the past and I've asked someone in the gym, right? Like, hey, can can you give me a spot, you know? And if it's on bench, like, right? Like, I, I hate when people touch the bar. It bothers me so much. Like, I actually get aggravated because I'm like, no, like, yes, I might, I might look like I'm really trying to push out these final few reps, but like, I can do it myself. Like, mm. I don't need, I don't need help. And, um, it, it just really bothers me when people touch the bar. Like you can put your fingers right under the bar, right. And like, give them that psychological, like thought that, okay, cool. I'm getting assistance. I'm getting help, but God yeah. damn, keep your fingers off my bar unless I'm actually failing or if I call out for help. Because, God, you see videos on Instagram like that, right? And 
someone's like, yeah, you know, got a 10 rep PB on bench, but their spotter's like holding the bar every rep. And I'm like, get your hands off. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't count. So, um, yeah, either I it's might just, just need, I might just need you to come on Friday just so you can spot me for bench. And then maybe you can stay, hang around and stretch or drive home or something. Or if there's any good spotters there at World's Gym Mount Gravatt around 1 p.m. on Friday, hit me up. Because, um, yeah, I, I need a Or I could just spot. train on Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Monday, Thursday, Friday. Who knows? But yeah, wouldn't mind if I had a spot, man, because you're a good spotter. And they're, they're a rarity in Thanks. this world, I just, unfortunately. It's easy. I just don't touch the bar and I stand <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Spot me, but don't spot me. <laughs> oh, boy. It's your turn to take the floor now. Okay. Well, uh, this past week. So this past week, every week's pretty much a good week. But... Last Saturday, so a week ago, I actually joined Sherelle and Danny on their podcast called The Level Up Podcast, and they're both WBFF bikini pros. You know, I'm a big fan of their podcast, big fan of them in general, been following them on Instagram for a long time. But yeah, that was so much fun. And uh, they asked me to come onto their podcast a few weeks ago and, you know, come on and just talk about everything related to nutrition and health and comp prep. And we just had an awesome chat. You know, it was just so much fun to sit down and uh, just record a really, really fun podcast and just answer a bunch of questions, questions relating to nutrition and i know you and i record podcasts every single week and i love podcasts right like but tiara always has her headphones on (laughs) no i i love listening to them but i love recording them but i mean it's always so special when you get to go onto someone else's podcast channel so yeah uh that podcast will be released on this coming tuesday so that's the level up podcast with Sherelle and Danny. So stay tuned. That'll be really fun. And man, we talked about so many things, but again, there's still so many things that you can talk about. Like we talked about a lot of basic things relating to nutrition, I'd say. And a lot of things like the ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting fasting and all those sort of things, right? Just busting myths. Did you but address the metabolism at all? No, that's the thing. We didn't get to talk about metabolic rate. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to talk specifically about, you know, comp prep nutrition in great detail. But hopefully, you know, we are talking about, you know, doing another podcast together and uh, really touching on that topic, which would be absolutely awesome because I love chatting with them, love podcasting with them. And um, yeah, I'm excited for that episode to be released and, you know, to listen back. It was really fun. Can't wait to listen to. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Jack's tuning in to the Level Up podcast. (laughs) No, but that was awesome. But yeah, this past week overall, you know, awesome week of training, you know, got pretty much PBs across the board. And what's really cool is that right now I am in a maintenance phase. So I've been maintaining my body weight for about the past two weeks around that 64 kilogram mark. And, uh, but my performance is continuing to go up. And the thing is I want to cap my body weight before October by maximum 65 kilograms. Like I just don't need to get heavier than that. You know, it's just going to be unproductive. It's just going to be more body fat that I'm just going to have to diet longer to get rid of. So before October, I probably will get up to 65. Um, but I'm going to cap it there. But for now, probably this next month or so, I'd probably feel very comfortable just continuing to stay in this maintenance phase and just keep pushing my training performance and slightly putting pushing for body recomposition um do you feel like you gain too quickly post comp 
No, not at all. Because, you know, I follow the guidelines, you know? So I was in, I was in that five to 10%. I was closer to the 5% within four to six weeks after the show. But, uh, yeah, no, I feel like, I feel like for, to be honest, around 63, 64, like that's always where my body's felt pretty darn comfortable, pretty darn strong. And it likes hanging out around that number and probably makes sense now why I've been able to maintain around 64 kilograms. You know, it probably fluctuates because all weight always fluctuates probably like, like 63.8 up to like 64.4 fluctuates there day to day. Um, but it's always on average around that 64, which is good. But yeah, I just, my body feels very comfortable at this weight. I think I have a good amount of body fat percentage, you know, like hunger is pretty damn low, to be honest. It's low, but I can still eat, like still have an appetite. It's that nice in between. I feel strong, you know, I'm very energetic, sleeps good. Mm. So yeah, I'm happy at this body weight. So I'm just gonna maintain here probably for the next month, which should be good. And um, also compared to our last, so we took skin folds as well this past, we took, yeah, we both took skin folds this past week. And uh, my results probably weren't quite as good as Jack's. <laughs> um, well, Jesus, I definitely, I increased by more than 1.4 mils across seven um, across seven sites. So my skin folds went up by around, I think it was like around 10 mils or something like that. Um, but it- How only, much did you gain though? I gained 1.4 kilograms in the last month, right? So. I gained pretty, pretty similar to you. Mm. Um, but the interesting thing is, is that basically out of all of those sites, three stay the exact same. So pretty much my tricep, my bicep, my subscap, and then my calf, they all stayed the same, but my supraspinale and then my abdominal, they both went slightly up. So I think supraspinale went up by two, abdominal went up by four, which I know that I can feel that. I can feel, I can see that I do have more body fat on my core. Uh, but interestingly enough, my thigh went up by four mils, which I thought my thigh's always been iffy. Mm. To be honest, we didn't even take my thigh measurement in prep because it was just such a pain in the butt. Like I was, pain I, in the thigh. it was a pain in the thigh. Like I lost 10 kilograms in prep and apparently my thigh stayed at 19 mils the entire time. Like, I don't think so. Mm. Um, my thigh's always been really iffy and Jack's like, this is stupid. And I'm like, yeah, but we should just try. For those um, that's never had skin folds taken some, mainly guys, especially if they're leaner, like you can just pinch their skin very easily. Mm-hmm. You can easily get a finger fold of skin, but more so girls or guys that are a slightly higher body fat, mm-hmm. it's very hard to pinch. Oh, like especially so the tough. leg is hard or the, um, mainly the leg actually, yeah. Yeah, it's so tough to take a thigh skin fold measurement. Yeah, especially on girls, you know, like cause the calipers just slip and you're mm. like, man was that 30 mils was that 20 mils you know it's yeah so i always the lean you get the more accurate it usually is Mm. but yeah interestingly my thigh went up by four mils which like it went up from like 13 to 17 or something um which was just weird because like since going back to the gym like quads are my weakest body part and i know that i need to develop them the most out of anything else and that's why i've been majorly prioritizing so i'm doing three quad movements every single leg day and i'm training legs three times a week so quad volume is high but they're growing because of it it's like 30 sets of quads isn't it it's a lot it might even be up close to 40 
but I'm recovering. They're growing. I love it. And um, it's just really nice to have a leg press again. But yeah, interestingly... You're doing over double my quad volume. Yeah. And unfortunately, my quads don't look like yours. But I've done very... That's the mistake I made in prep. That's why my quads look so terrible because I just wasn't doing enough quad volume. So yeah, I've learned from that mistake. And they're going to look much better next year because I'm really, really training them now. But interestingly, I don't know. Maybe my thighs just whack or maybe just because I've upped my quad volume so much that either you pinch some more muscle or <laughs> I don't know, maybe they're just more inflamed. Who knows? I'm not that bothered to be honest, but yeah, I uh, should be interesting. Maybe next, uh, next time we take skinfold, if I can maintain my body weight, it might be nice to have a little bit of body recomp and hopefully see if it goes, if my skin folds go down, but mm. Who knows? But yeah, that was pretty much that. And with nutrition, so I'm actually going to start doing a jack. Hey, you know, like always changing things, right? So in the past, which has worked well for me, I've generally been an advocate of keeping macros pretty much relatively the same every single day. Because personally, uh, personally, I don't think that's been because I think it's more so that you want to convince yourself that you can eat as much on your rest days. Mm -hmm. I think it has more to do with that as opposed to actually thinking about it objectively. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. That's probably partly true. But at the same time, I do know over the past years, you know, I am still pretty darn active on my rest days. Like I still, for example, this past week, I was reunited with the pool, you know, for the first time in three months so the pool is finally open now bring dogs to the pool no you can't unfortunately um but yeah because covid19 restrictions have eased i was able to go swim at the pool again and lay in the sun so i usually go swimming on my rest days you know and swim about two kilometers um which is a decent amount of time to swim you know it's about just it's around 40 minutes of swimming or for some people it might be longer than that but um, yeah, two kilometers, it's like 40 laps. Yeah, I'm usually laps. after one lap and that's 50 meters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> times that by 40. Um, but I love to swim or we go on long walks or in the past, you know, working at UQ Sport for like 10 hour shifts on rest days, you burn a lot of energy. When I'm not at the gym for three hours per day, I'm doing other things for those three hours because I like to move my body. I'm not really a couch potato. But I think that right now it's just appropriate for me to now uh, start, you know, trialing, like have basically like matching my energy output to my energy expenditure, which just makes sense. So right now, if it is a rest day and I am swimming or if it's an upper body day, I'm going to eat between 325 to 350 grams of carbohydrates. Um, and I've been doing that for like the past week or so, and it's worked well, um, keeping, and then every day I'm pretty much keeping my fats at 40 grams proteins around 180 grams, but then on heavy leg days, right. Where I do a really big workout. Plus I get, you know, like 15, 16,000 steps or something like that. I've had a good day, probably eat closer to that 375 grams of carbohydrate mark. So giving myself a little bit of a range. So that should be good. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much that, to be honest. I, Other than that, it's just been a really good week of training. You know, PBs across the board, RDLs, bench yesterday. So finally I got, for that 50 kilogram bench, I got two sets of 10 and two sets of nine. Uh, you know, the previous weeks I've been getting like 10, 9, 9, 7, 10, 9, 9, 8 kind of thing. But I'm so damn close to getting four by 10. So damn close. So 
it's good. That's why I need you to spot me next week, man. Okay, you gotta be there on Friday. <laughs> I I rely on you. Um, other than that, it's been a good week. You know, we we're emptying our house because we're selling our gym equipment now, which is really good. So crazy to think, you know, we went like the COVID period just went by quick, and I yeah. think back and because it was God. the same thing every day, so it just oh my God turned into a blur. But like. It's not like we're going to remember that for the rest of our lives and be like, remember when we were working out in our dining room with that funky barbell and, you know, Sam was, Sam was sleeping next to us. <laughs> but yeah, this past week, you know, we're like, we're back at the gym now. Like, fingers crossed, we're not going to have a second wave of COVID. Things are looking pretty good. So we'll be in trouble if that happens. Yeah. But yeah, starting to uh, sell our gym equipment, which is good. So, and we pretty much sold almost all of it. I think we just have that one piece left, which is an awesome piece. It's like the lap pull down, mm. the incline bench, leg curl, leg extension, and a few plates, and then one more bench. And then we can have our dining room back, man. We can eat in the dining room again. That'd be nice. Or um, think about making it into actually like a posing room. The coldest room. room of the house. Yeah, it is chilly, but it's got beautiful light. So that's the trade-off. Yeah, no, we should probably just turn that into a posing room, I think. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, that's pretty much all for me. Good week, good week. Yeah, something I wanted to add is, because we'll be doing these episodes every week, if anyone is listening now and they have an idea for, like, a reoccurring segment that we can do on these episodes, Mm -hmm. because, like, sometimes we answer questions, we always give an update of ourselves. but if anyone wants a different type of segment or topic that we can bring up each week touch on that would be interesting i think yeah i think that'd be awesome yeah any points of discussion would be good because like we have our two podcasts we're recording weekly now we always have our q a or we do a guest interview and then this one's a lot more personal so even if you wanted to ask us some personal questions too Mm. that aren't so related to fitness and nutrition but more us we're always open to that but we're very interesting people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm an interesting person, man. You're an interesting person. But uh, yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up here, Jack. But last question of the day, what do you want to improve this next week? So I just want to keep it simple, ensure that I recover during my deload week and therefore approach my next block of training in a very good physical and mental state. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm sure that's, that's going to be achievable. Yeah. Yep. As long as you show up on Friday. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good karma if you can can spot me. (laughs) And what about you? Yeah, I think what I want to improve on this week is uh, just getting a good hip thrust set up. Because now that we're training at World's Gym Mount Gravatt, right? Like when we were training at home in isolation, I got very used to after two and a half months of hip thrusting from a bench that was lower down. And I still got great glute activation from that uh, but now at World's Gym Mount Gravatt, one, they have like a hip, they have a few things. They've got a hip thrust machine where, you know, you actually like lock yourself into this thing. Never liked that thing. Like mm. you can't adjust the back seat. It feels awkward for me. So I don't use that. Um, and then they also have this other hip thrust bench. Someone took out the pin. So like the, a lot of the pins are broken. Oh there. gosh. Yeah. yeah. Someone took out the pin. So like a tall girl like me, I can't raise the seat up any higher. And also they've got this stupid bar at the bottom. So with my long legs, I can't put my legs straight and roll the bar. I posted a video on my Instagram as well. And I'm like trying to like squeeze my feet between the barbell and this bar. They need to just cut that thing off yeah but i just need to find a proper hip thrust setup and because they have the they have those big red like 
rectangular boxes. Mm. Um, I used them yesterday. Yeah. It worked well. Yeah, I've been using them, but like sometimes someone's using ones, so you have to go to another one that is a different height. And like, I just need to find out what works well for me. So today I'm hip thrusting and I want to use one of the like in between boxes and hopefully that it's the perfect height. You got to use the medium one and then the thin one on mm -hmm. top of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Help I'll me set Help. Thank you very much. Show me, <laughs> show me how to hip thrust. <laughs> but yeah. That's why I want to improve. Just get my hip thrust set up, you know, nailed so that I can uh, really, you know, just start progressing with hip thrusts again. Should be awesome. So should be good. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much the end of this episode and episode 10. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to repost it. Tag myself, tag Tierra, tag TBD. And if you do have any ideas for future episodes, please let us know.